Welcome back, Bucket Busters. I'm your host, Tim Johnson. And this is the Busted Bucket Podcast, locally grown here in Portland, Oregon, the city of roses, city of bridges, Stumptown, PDX. This is a show dedicated to Rip City and everyone who loves Portland basketball. Joining me are my co-hosts, Eric, the Encyclopedia Foster. Hello, Rip City. And the Bay Area Blazer, Ro Zapanta. Eric's back. Back, back again. again. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's back. Tell a friend. You have one. Yo, let's get it, boys. Let's get it. Guess who's back. Guess who's Just back. Just as long as we're looking good and feeling good, boys. Oh, yeah. You know it. Feel better than those I Celtics. I miss the let's get it that gets me all pumped up, man. Like, give me one of those. Just, just hit me with one. Hit me one time. <laughs> let's get it. <laughs> yeah, that was okay. Hey. That was okay. <laughs> I, I, I understand you got to be in the moment. It's okay. No, for sure. Did that just put a damper on everything now? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> really, it's me that's bringing now? everything down. We should down. just start, start it all over. <laughs> Hey, Eric, welcome back, man. It's been a while since you've been back. Um, tell us what's been going on, dude. What's What you begin into? Just work? I mean, it's What's work. keeping you away, I'm, bro? I'm grinding. I mean, I hit Disneyland. We hit SoCal. Uh, oh, I got a daughter doing track. I got a kid playing baseball. I got a kid playing spring basketball. It's so you just, really got nothing going on. Nope. It's just, you know, pretty boring <laughs> life. <laughs> Right on, man. Well, I'm a little jealous. But that's, I mean, that's really what it on. is. It's just, uh, that's just because you're on here with me every single episode, homie. <laughs> so you already know. Okay. I already know. I know what that's you're doing. I, and plus, I don't I ask know, you either. So I know you don't live an interesting life. It's These okay. kids are ruining my life. Well, you're just like me. <laughs> Although I will tell you right now, man, you, we all have to go down. Just forget the kids, forget the wives, forget the wife for you soon, row. Like, you only have a little bit to travel. Okay, but we need uh-huh. to go hit Disneyland as grown-ups because I rode that Rise of the Resistance ride at Disneyland. And that mother was 22 minutes long. The ride Are, itself what? is what? 22 minutes long. Hang on, though. Is it like an actual like roller coaster or is it like a one of those digital, like there's screens all around you sort of deal? It is hands down the coolest thing I have ever been a part of in my entire life as, is this as one a child where you get to shoot down tie fighters what happens is you get in a transport so you walk in and it looks just like you're getting the star tours or you're going to one of those digital ones where it's just a gyroscope and it's moving you around okay so you get in and then the first order hijacks your ship and then they pull you with a tractor beam onto a star destroyer and you get boarded and you were forced to leave your transport and when you walk out well like you actually get up and leave like this you is get like out interactive... and you were on the deck of a star destroyer looking out into space they take you through the star destroyer you you walk through it they put you in a holding cell the resistance breaks you out they put you in this little uh cart and you tool around the entire Star Destroyer trying to get away. They're shooting at you. Somehow lightsabers work here because the, I, I'm telling you just these what? Imagineers. Yeah. And then you get in a drop ship and you have to fly back to where you are. It, it's immersive. And you do it as an experience. And it was uh, without a doubt like the coolest thing that I've ever I've ever seen. It was worth the hour wait. Okay, I would have one. 
one shout out to disneyland two why were you not here for our may the fourth be with you episode <laughs> this is true <laughs> But that sounds incredible. Dude. Yeah, man. I thought because the, the first hour was there, it was like two hours. So I didn't do it. And I only flew the Millennium Falcon, which I thought nothing's ever going to beat that. And then I did that the next day. And it was I, it was incredible, man. I Disneyland is like my place. Like, that's my happy place. It's also a place that takes it, a lot of my money. But happiest place. In I the was going to say it is the happiest place in the world. But we should go that's do it. Cool. And Ro, you you get that California discount. I am so down. I actually just uh, got my license changed from Oregon to California, so now I'm official. I have now I get official Disneyland discounts. I have two flight credits Ooh, yeah. that I have to use before the end of the year too. So if I don't oh, use them, I lose them. Yeah. So I need to. We need to hop on that. You got two flight credits, you said. There you go. So I'm in it then, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I just bought a house, man. I gotta. I gotta go on the cheap. <laughs> Hey, how far boys, is it? That's enough. How far is it from that's... the bay to Anaheim? Uh, not that far, dude. I want to say, like driving, maybe five hours. Yep. Yeah, not bad. Easy. Easy. Light work. Easy. Light work. Totally worth it, gentlemen. Yep. That is enough Star Wars talk. That is enough Disneyland talk. We need to get into the meat of this show. You guys been watching the playoffs? Oh yeah. Yes, sir. All right. Just a quick recap. Boston is now trailing the Bucks in one of the best fourth quarters I've seen. But not Boston. The Sixers down 2-3 against the Heat. That one's over. The Suns up 3-2 against the Mavs. And Golden State is leading Memphis 3-1. But that is actually the one I want to start with. Because it is soon to be 3-2. Still in favor of Golden State, but the Grizzlies are kind of handing it to the Warriors right now. They are mopping them up. You guys know what the score yeah, is right I, now, right? They're down 52. I think it's absolutely crazy. Completely undressed. You know what happened? The Warriors. Dylan Brooks came back. <laughs> okay, but here's the deal, right? Look, let's not talk about Golden State or Memphis. Let's talk about the Sacramento Kings because the coach that's coaching the Warriors and getting his ass beat like he stole something is now their head coach. Man, I feel so bad for my yeah. those Kings fans. <laughs> I know. Mike Mike Brown, dude. Classic Mike Brown stuff. And plus, like, once they got down 20 or, like, 25 or even 30, I was like, this game's a wrap. Like, I don't trust Mike Brown coaching anybody to crawl out of that sort of deficit right and yet here they so are king's fans must be like just 52 points in the playoffs right now 52 points that's crazy man that's crazy and, and i gotta be honest i haven't watched a lick of it uh today but just knowing memphis has 115 and it's the, not even the end of the third quarter i'm looking at that it's it's 115 to 63 and i can't tell you how much joy that's giving me right now <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the biggest thing, though, isn't Dylan Brooks. It's actually Steven Adams. Like, they inserted Steven Adams next to, like, Jaron Jackson. Poole can't get whatever he wants on the inside. Neither can um, Steph Curry or really anyone. Kaminga can't get anything on the inside, so they're forced to play outside. And they're just getting bodied, dude. Absolutely bodied. And it's you love to it's see quite it. the thing to see. Like, you... <laughs> 
you would think like, okay, 3-1, you're down 3-1, you expect that team with their back against the wall to respond. But like this? That's crazy. I mean, talk about, Absolutely crazy. Talk about a statement game. Um, obviously, Memphis is going to take this game, barring a catastrophe. I mean, of epic proportions on the Grizzlies side. The series gets gets changed at three two, right? If yeah, but Memphis, then they get to go. But... Down. If you're Memphis, you still have to win two more games straight. Right. Two. Yeah, two more games straight. Correct. Yeah, I, I know I'm right. Sorry, I, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna say two games in Golden State. No, so no, no. I was no. Like, they just have to win yeah. two straight. If you're Memphis, like, how probable is that? Because there haven't been many teams to come back from a three-one deficit. Well, you know, it is the Warriors, right? <laughs> right. If we're gonna, if we're gonna run if with this joke, anyone who can, <laughs> we're gonna run with this. <laughs> we can blow a throat three-one lead. I'm glad you saw where I was going there. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Like, I can't wait for Twitter later on tonight because I think all the 3-1 jokes and all the 3-1 fears are going to come out. <laughs> Definitely. Because this this has to be traumatic, right? Okay. It does. For anyone cheering and for the Warriors, it has to be traumatic. I'm going to give you a number. Let me shoot doing the... it without Ja Morant. And that, hang on. That's the number I want to give you. They played 25 games during the regular season without Ja. They went 20-5. and five. They won 80% of their right. games without Ja Morant. Now, I'm not saying... I think he's an all-world talent. I thought he should have... I mean, he shouldn't have gotten MIP, but he should have been in the MVP conversation. The guy's just a stud. But when he's not there, the dynamic changes, and you see that they have a much better team. So, if so that my, team... My argument, my argument to that... I mean, I guess it's not an argument because you're not saying they're better without Ja. Right, you're not saying that, correct? You can, I can insinuate that. I don't know for sure. Okay. I'd like to. I if mean, you are saying that, I think you could argue that the fact that they're doing this right now to the Golden State Warriors should show that they should be even better when Jaw comes back. If you notice and you watch those Memphis games, the ball moves a little bit more without Jaw on the floor, and. From a basketball standpoint, just basketball in its purest form, when you have a bunch of shooters like Memphis does and that ball's whipping across the court, they look very much like a Golden State light almost, you know? Like a Warriors light. Only bigger though, right? And when John... Well, yeah. yeah if you got Steven For Adams sure. in there? Well, yeah, because you got... Um, what kind of, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr.'s out there jacking them up at... You know, six nine, six ten. Mm-hmm. So, but there's just a, it's just it's a different team, you know. And Jaw comes and he kind of he takes those touches away, and rightfully so. I mean, he is he is the guy. That's what he's supposed to do, you know. But I don't know if they are better, but at the very so, least, they're yeah, it it it's a net neutral to poses, me. It poses different problems, mm-hmm. like not having John Morant there and. The Warriors, their MO is literally, we're not going to overreact to superstars. We'll let them cook. And, like, you've seen John Morant's stats, stats, right, during the series. They literally want him to try to take over the game Mm -hmm. because they want only one person to beat them, not the whole team. And now, 
Golden State, they have they're they're literally being forced to guard the whole team, and it's causing a lot of problems. And Memphis is responding, man. Like they are really taking it to the Warriors right now. Even the game before, you know, game four, they could have won that game. How much of it was right there? How much so, of is it, is it on their coach not being there? I think it's a big deal. It's an absolutely big deal. I mean, not having the coach to make live decisions for you and adjustments, substitutions, let alone. Well, he's out of quarantine, I mean, right? I, I mean, it's it's four days now, so he's out of quarantine tonight. So he'll, he'll be back for he'll game be six. back for game six unless he got really sick. So yeah, prayers up for Steve Kerr. For sure. True. What uh, and the man. Bay? What uh, what are the odds that they that the the Grizzlies come back and take this series? Well, the odds oh, aren't man. in Golden I... State's favor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't know, man. I It's so tough to win that many in a row. Mm-hmm. But this is a damn good start. <laughs> like, it's a damn if good you're going to do it. Yeah, if you're going to do it, you know, a 50, 60 point, like, just beating is the way to start it off. So... Yeah, you know what's funny is um, I think maybe it was right after this this series started. Ro, you and I said that this was our this was our pick to be the best series of round two. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to go all seven games. Turns out it may not be, but it could be the biggest upset. It has the it, it has the potential. So that's interesting. Yeah, I. I, I think it definitely could be because, like, I, I, I don't know if anyone would be super surprised if, what, like, Boston, that's not really an upset. Or if the 76ers won, that wouldn't be an upset either. I guess maybe, maybe if, the, if Mavs the Mavs somehow mm-hmm. figured out how to beat the Suns, that'd be, that'd be pretty that crazy. That is not but happening. But, well, I don't think it's going to happen either. Like, that's even just the way that this uh, these series have played out. I would say after like if you're talking two games in, I probably wouldn't have picked Memphis to upset Golden State. Right. Yeah, that, this is definitely upset watch. But Golden I'm, I'm State, you. you know, they don't they look vulnerable. They don't look like the same Golden State that we had been used to seeing during the championship years. They've been out of it for a little while. Everybody's a little mm-hmm. bit older. Everybody's got a little bit more nagging injuries. Clay hasn't played in two years. They integrated Wiggins. They integrated Poole. They brought in some different guys. And they're not the same team. They're still dangerous, and they could still definitely win the championship. But they're not a powerhouse. I don't know if there is a powerhouse in the NBA outside of Phoenix right now. But but the part is is that Memphis is like almost like a startup team. I mean, kinda. If- if, if you went, like, before this season started, if you were in a pickup game, you probably would pick, like, the first five or six people might be Golden State Warriors. You know, besides John Morant, right? Yeah, but a, a, a lot of that's going to have to do with the, the makeup of history and recency bias, too. You know, right. we could like the lore of having right. Players, yeah, right? you can you're, look you're at right. that Memphis team though from last year and go, okay, well they're going to be good. I mean, we I think we talked about that with Pete Pranik and we're we like, did say that. Like, that Memphis team's going to be pretty good. And when you have and look, man, Dylan Brooks is an Oregon guy. I can't stand that guy. 
I just hate everything about Dylan Brooks. <laughs> just the flopping. It's like he, like his fifth yeah, I'm father not, I'm might not be in the co- the cornrows either. Yeah, the Vladdy Divac. <laughs> He's got his father. I don't know if he looks like his dad, but his dad could definitely be Vladdy Divac. I might be the only guy that, <laughs> at least in this podcast, that likes Dylan Brooks. I I enjoy him. I, I like the defensive feistiness. Um, I can't do that flopping. The series has changed my opinion a little bit about him, but overall, <laughs> I'm a big overall, fan. Of, I'm a big yeah. fan of guys that hustle, and Dylan Brooks is a guy that hustles. Do you think? True. I, I know we're spending a lot of time on Golden State right now, but do you think that maybe we're witnessing the end of an era? Oh yeah. Um, I don't know if. I don't know if when Clay got injured was already the end. Yeah, that's a good point too. I think that was that was that was the end of their like superstar. Uh, I, I guess what I'm saying status, is, you know what I mean. I guess what I what I how I should say is, is it more obvious now that maybe the Warriors aren't going to return to form like some, a lot of people thought they might. This is as good as they're gonna get. Possibly. Yeah, I mean at this point, I mean, they, this is as good as they're gonna get. They would. They would have to like, they're they're super dumb for not going out to get a big. Mm-hmm. You think they're probably gonna change that for next year? So we'll see what that looks like. Well, they got also, Wiseman coming back. I mean, com- Wiseman. Well, who knows Maybe. about Wiseman, right? Like, it that's such a wild card, dude. And also, Jordan Poole's taking a really giant leap. Kaminga really hasn't seen a lot of, a lot of minutes, so we might see a different iteration of what the Warriors might actually be. But the Warriors that like everyone. Like I guess feared in the past, or that's championship DNA or whatever. It it might be gone, dude. I don't know. Gravity. I think I, I think say. I'm gonna have to agree with you there. So the other game that was on today, Boston and Bucks, <laughs> gentlemen. Yeah. First of all, this is a really cool matchup because there's a lot of Portland ties in this series. You've got Damon, Ime. You've got Connaughton and Matthews. Um, even even old boy from Oregon plays for uh, um, the Celtics. Um, Pritchard. What's his name? Pritchard. Yes. Um, it's cool because and Aaron for Miles me, anyway. Is, uh, Aaron Miles, state champ. Jefferson Demos is on the Boston bench, too, as a coach. There you go. So for me, it's I don't care who wins. That being said, I am definitely rooting for Boston because I feel like they have a more well-rounded team. But we're not here to talk about my thoughts and feelings. I want to hear from you guys, especially you, Eric, since you haven't been here for a while. What's your take on this series, man? Because it's now two, three bucks. It's a yeah. Who are you rooting I'm for? I'm pulling. I mean, I'm pulling for Boston. I'm pulling for the the Northeast Portland kids, man. I want. I want Emei and Damon and Aaron Miles to go get some shine and go do some good stuff in Boston. I also like Tatum and Brown. I like Marcus Smart. You know, I I like their team. They have a good, they got a good team and they got a good coach and they got good guys on their bench. Milwaukee won last year. Yeah, Connington got his, but um, what's his name? Drew, they don't win that game. Right. I mean, Drew came in huge. So, I mean, it's kind of, you're right. There's a lot of Portland ties and there's a lot of stuff that's going on, but I'm pulling for Boston. I want Boston to pull it off, man. I I, I know I, I'd be sick, honestly. Uh, and I put that out there on Twitter. Like I would be sick if it ends up being Phoenix, Boston, because I would, I probably wouldn't even watch the finals. Cause I don't, I want Chris Paul to get his ring, but 
then I got all. Oh, you mean Phoenix, um, Milwaukee? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I was going to say. It's... No, Phoenix, Boston. If it's Phoenix, Boston. If it's a Phoenix, Boston. Oh, you'd be sick. Okay. I'd be sick, man. I don't know who to root for because I, I really want to see Chris oh, Paul no, get I a see. ring. But as far as Boston goes, every game's been really close. I mean, Boston's been in those games. They have an identical record during the regular season. Uh, mm -hmm. Milwaukee, a lot like Golden State, looks like they have do not have the same punch that they did in the past. So, I mean, I'm still taking Boston. I'm taking Boston. And I think Boston's going to win that series, to be honest. I mean, they have and, a good shot. I mean, they if they could have closed out this game, they'd have been right there. They'd have been one game away, but yeah, un so, super close. Unfortunately, they just couldn't close it out. Yeah, and that's Tim, who, are, who are you rooting for? Me? Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said a little bit earlier, I I don't care who wins, uh, just because of the Portland ties. Like I'm a, I'm a I'm a big fan of both teams. I love Giannis Antetokounmpo. I, he's one of my favorite players in the league, um, but I also love Jason Tatum. Um, personally. I'm rooting for Boston. One, because of the Portland ties, the Northeast Portland ties. Um, and two, well, I love Ime Udoka. I wanted Portland to give him a chance to coach over here. Um, and you got Mighty Mouse. Like, it's, they're, they're like, you have one of your childhood heroes coaching the team. It's hard not to want them to win. So, I guess in a way, yeah, I'm definitely rooting for Boston. I, I was at first um, cheering for Boston, but when I learned that Chris Middleton was out, I find myself like wanting Giannis Attentacumpo to do like superhero level basketball stuff. And also watching Drew Holiday almost like it's like he put it on his bulletin board. Like you're really going to give Marcus Smart defensive player of the year <laughs> when a guard hasn't won it since Gary Payton. You think he's better than me and him doing like crazy stuff too? That Bucks team is, oh man, like they're a lot of fun as well. But they already got. I, theirs, I'm with though. you guys though. I think, they already got I think one. both of those both of those plays that Holiday made at the end of the game were against Smart, weren't they? Yeah, it's just like <laughs> championship DNA stuff, dude. And like for Boston to overcome. Those sorts of things, I I don't know, man. Marcus Smart they're, they're needs to get really out of the way deep. next time and let Tatum get that ball in the inbounds. Amen. Did yes. you see Tatum was running absolutely just naked mm -hmm. across the court on that final play? Mm -hmm. And if Marcus Smart just looked, looked up. up and passed mm -hmm. it to him, he had he would have had a wide open three. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Boston fans are just kind of kicking themselves right now. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But that's the best series to me. Yeah, it's definitely the best series now. That's the one series sure. where I look I and I'm mean, like, man, I don't know who's gonna win that one. I hope it's Boston, but I'm pretty sure on the other guys. Like I, I'm confident Golden yeah. State's gonna win. I'm confident, you know, Phoenix is gonna win. Wrap up their series against the Mavericks and Philadelphia has been this, done. Yeah, you think you think Philly's done? Philly's done. I'm I'm still holding out hope that Embiid's gonna will them to the next round. I don't think they're making it out of the next round, but. I, I would like to see Embiid make it to the conference championship. I like that dude a lot. I think that he they need to put a better team around him in Philly. Yeah, I think um Eric, you said it you said it absolutely you nailed it on the head. Like, even though this game happened between Boston and um and Milwaukee, no one has a pulse on what the heck is going on. 
Like, no one knows who has control over this series. Like, even though the Bucks are up 3-2. So. Yeah, anything can happen in that one. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, as for Philly, though, I mean, Harden looked good for two games and then went back to the same guy we've seen for the last two years. So. And, well, you know, and, I was and good good this. good games are number wise not necessarily <laughs> shooting splits or yeah I was thinking about this earlier today and it's it's more evident to me now than it ever has been in the past that James Harden cannot be the guy on a team he just can't he's not a number one anymore as I mean, he as, was as, he was a number one but he was not a good enough number one to win. Do you, do you see what I'm saying here? Like, he's good. I'm not saying James Harden is not a good basketball player. He's very good. <laughs> the NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. But the numbers Houston don't was going to win the, the championship. Houston was going to win the championship a couple of years ago until Chris Paul pulled his hamstring. Uh, so therefore, your number one steps up and pulls it was, the team through. And guess what didn't happen? Yeah, it. I'm just saying there would have been Giannis, there, there would have been an argument. Kupo is pulling his team through this Boston series without Chris Middleton. He's a number one. Chris Middleton is a number two. Chris Middleton, Middleton is, is not a number a very, two. Middleton is also a very good basketball player. Chris Middleton is a number three. <laughs> I know. I know Tim's feelings on on James Harden, and I don't like James Harden either. Aren't, He's not my favorite guy. Yeah, guy, and both those teams, the by the way, is, lost is that, that trade. That Brooklyn Philly. That's just both of those. Yeah. Well, it seems like it helped Philly out a little more than Brooklyn. Well. Oh my gosh. I mean, it it almost might be an even wash because I don't even think James Harden has really helped all that much. It can't be an even wash if they four. made it farther in the playoffs. Well, you know. One one played the Toronto Raptors and one is playing Don't downplay the Celtics it. who are given business Don't it. to the Bucks on some of these games. I'm just saying, dude. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> um But like James Harden, like it's not his fault he ran into a Golden State Warriors team that literally had Kevin Durant and Steph Curry, Clay Thompson at his prime as well. No, nobody Draymond. was gonna like, beat they, that team. It's it's crazy. If that team didn't exist, like they would definitely have been in the finals at least yes. once. The way oh, yeah. I view so. James Harden is the same way I view Russell Westbrook. They're phenomenal talents in this league, but they are not numero unos. I will tell you the difference, though. I agree with you, but the one difference is once James Harden adjusts his game to be a number two guy, he will, he will immediately become effective again. Sure. Whereas I, Russell I Westbrook... Agree. Russell Westbrook does not have that luxury, and he doesn't have the ability but, anymore. The big but, though, is that James Harden doesn't have the work ethic or athleticism during the off season <laughs> to really make that happen. Like he comes, he's one of the, he's like Luca, right? Every off season, he comes back overweight. He expects like the season to get him back into shape, which just tells me that he doesn't work on no, anything. Oh yeah, well he does. I mean, 
you know? He, he, his wrist action is really good from throwing those singles. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> He's got the he's, he's got the like, one tricep just ripped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, but, I, I'm just saying it's it's very evident to me in yeah. this in this series between the Sixers and the Heat that James Harden's just not the guy that can get it done for your team. No. He needs somebody else to take nope. the reins. Now. That's all I'm saying. Like in 2022. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And they don't have that guy. Uh, you know who would have been a lot better in Philadelphia than James Harden? Yes, CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. But knowing what we know now, would you have been happy with that trade? Yes, I still would take Ben Simmons. Really? Oh yeah. Really? Even though he, he didn't too. play all season, who knows? It, it when didn't he's matter. Play next. We 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 didn't want him to play all season. If we if Portland could have traded for him and he could have sat on the bench, that's the best possible scenario because we get Ben Simmons and we still get the pick. And Ben still Simmons like point. still holds value, yeah. which is crazy. He would still hold value. Yeah, I would still do that in a heartbeat. He, he would actually have an excuse to sit. Yeah. <laughs> Not a bad point. Not a bad yeah. point. So Eric, who's your favorite team that's left right now? Phoenix. Phoenix. Is that just because yeah. of Chris Paul? Yeah, I like Chris Paul, and I want Phoenix. Phoenix is another one of those teams that like Milwaukee, or not like Milwaukee, because Milwaukee's won more than one, but. They're another team that hasn't won a championship. I'd like to see Phoenix get on the board and mm-hmm. be able to do something. And the Phoenix has always been fun. You know what I'm saying? Like the Steve mm-hmm. Nash teams were fun. Yeah. You go back mm-hmm. further, the Barkley and the Barkley, Barkley teams, teams were fun. Yeah. And even back before then, when it was KJ Hornacek, Chambers, yeah. like those were fun teams. Now I enjoyed beating the shit out of them in the playoffs, you know, <laughs> in '90 and '92. But I always had a lot of respect for those Phoenix teams. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, what about you, Ro? Who's your – well, never mind. I already know who well, your favorite team is. <laughs> well, my my second team, though, <laughs> would also be the Phoenix Suns. Like, how can you not like the relationship between Chris Paul and Monty Will- mm-hmm. Williams, right? Yeah, you got to love like, Monty. Those two together and just imagining them, like, winning a championship together, it, it, would, be, it would be, like, poetry, dude. Monty won uh, Coach like, of the Year, you can't write he? it better. He did. Yeah, he did. And they did not have the best Congrats relationship when he coached in New Orleans either. Oh, Tim, I got to ask you this, dude. Okay. Nikola Jokic, MVP. Yeah, that was my next my next topic oh, here. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm no, sorry. No, that's okay. Uh, yeah. What what are you asking me? Well, I know that you were like a big like Joel Embiid stan for the whole year. Like this guy's uh, the MVP. He's I, I think I was it. a proponent for him winning the MVP just because, I mean, you look at just for example, look at what's happening in this series against the heat and B goes down and the Sixers look like they're a fish out of water. Then he comes back and they take a game. That's all I'm saying. True. One, another thing is where's Jokic right now? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't, um, it's there's a real okay. so then Granted. what we should be doing then he was really also he's also been doing this without his stud point guard but there there should be a regular season mvp there should be a playoffs mvp and there should be a finals mvp yeah i really yeah, believe for that. that because if you look at what Jokic did in the regular season with a limited roster and what he was able to do with that roster you can't look at the numbers and say that he didn't deserve MVP. 
Yeah, but I but I also think that with even with the limited roster, like he still ha- excuse me, he still had a pretty decent roster surrounding him. Uh, how many? How many? He did not have did, a Tobias um, Harris. He doesn't have a James Harden. He didn't have a Seth Curry. He didn't have a Maxi. No, he, did, he didn't he have had, those guys. He had Michael Porter Jr. Uh, for half the year, maybe. Right. I mean, that's I, half the year. I mean, I, and Porter Jr. is severely overrated. I don't know, man. I so, think I think without the injuries, he's pretty damn good. But I think you could have made I, a case for him B too. I think it could you, you literally could have gone anyway. And you probably can put Giannis in that same boat too so, and say that yeah, it could have I was just going to say without looking into how close the race was, I feel like you know, 1, 2 and 3 had to go to those guys. Right. Had to. Um but I I, I don't know how close it was, but it had to have been incredibly close. Rose Yeah, I think I think it was incredibly close. And I'm going to give some props to Nikola Jokic here winning back-to-back MVP. He's the 13th person to win back-to-back and with the probably the worst supporting cast. Does he out of all the people that have won back-to-back MVP? Does he do win it, to give you, Does he win it next year with the supporting cast? Probably not. When he gets all his guys back? Let's see who is it. So he he's won it twice. Giannis has won it twice. Bronze won it. Do you want me to give you the list? I want to see if I can do it. Obviously, okay. Jordan, Malone, uh, Moses. Okay. Right, right. Moses and Carl won it twice. Oh, you say uh, back to back. Carl's not on. You the say list. back to back. Back to back. Back to back only. Back-to-back. Oh, not multiples. Okay. Going back. So you got LeBron. You got Giannis. Yep. Yeah. LeBron did it twice, by the way. Yeah, because he. You got Curry. Yep. Curry. Right. Uh, Malone. Malone. Go old school. It's like super old school. Kareem? Yep. Kareem's pro- he did it twice. Yeah, I'm stuck at seven. I can't think. Uh, may- go even older. Like, oh, Bill Russell. For there you sure. Go. Uh, There's Will- another one. 76ers. Yeah, yep. Will's going to be go. on there. Uh, okay. Elg- uh, Elgin Baylor? Nope. Ah, <laughs> shit. All right, I'm done. I'm wrapped at 10. <laughs> 10 out of 13 uh, ain't you, bad, Mother Brothers. Did you say Duncan? No. Oh, Timmy. I didn't know he won back to back. Duncan's on there. Nash. Oh, I knew Nash, of course, because he yeah. shouldn't have won the second one. That yeah. was Kobe's. <laughs> true. Yeah. That's true. I remember that. And and the other one is Larry Bird. Oh yeah, legend. What? Now, okay, I want everyone to reflect. Is that eighty six and eighty seven? All of those. Larry Bird was eighty three. Okay. Yeah. So I want everyone to reflect on all those names, their supporting cast. And now compare it to Jokic. To Jokic. Yeah, he's right. He's like, right. that is absolutely crazy. I think out of all the back-to-back winners, Jokic probably had the worst supporting cast this year and still did it. Like, mad props to that dude. That's not a bad point. Well, it's not a bad maybe, point. That's a good point. Maybe LeBron 08, though. <laughs> LeBron 08 might be a close second. Yeah, it's a close second. It's not a bad point. All I'm saying is there was a strong case for Embiid yeah. Yeah. over Jokic as well. Absolutely. And that's about all I have to say about that. <laughs> Embiid doesn't do his, does not do himself any favors, though, with the his social media impact and commentary. That y- You know that these voters are looking at that stuff, too. No, but that shouldn't matter. 
Uh, it should. You're right. It shouldn't. But we. I think we could all agree that it does. It matters. It ma it, it does matter. Uh, you, you're going to have that generally Joel Embiid is loved by the media, though. But I don't think not not as much as Nikola Jokic. I feel unless like. you're Nick Wright. Oh, my God. You, well, Nick Wright was because true. Gonzo <laughs> was going Gonzo was going crazy. <laughs> I think that the difference is Jokic lets his numbers speak for themselves. Whereas uh, Embiid lets his numbers and his Twitter fingers speak for him. Yeah. I yeah. think you're right. I, cool. I would not have had a... If Joel Embiid would have won the MVP, I would have been like, yeah, he deserved it. What about if Giannis won? Uh, yeah, he deserved it. That's And you could yeah. say that for Jokic. Like, all three of those guys, I'm like... I guess I guess that's really the point that I was getting after, is the fact that all three of them were worthy. They were deserving. It just happened that it went to Jokic for the second year in a row. Maybe I'm just biased because I'm still hurt over the portland denver series <laughs> yeah anyway fellas i gotta know what's next for the blazers recently joe cronin was named the permanent gm on a four-year deal what do you guys think about that well in about a week portland's gonna have the first pick in the nba draft so we're gonna start there <laughs> Crossing my fingers and my toes, man. Dude, if they get the number one, I hope it happens. Ship that bad boy out as soon as it before they hand you the card that says number one. That pick should have already been <laughs> traded. Do, 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 do. We have a trade to announce. <laughs> you better already. They're like, wait, you didn't pick anything. This is the lottery. This isn't the actual. We know the pick's traded. <laughs> we know. I mean, realistically, who could you get for a, a number one pick? Who would you want? You. Well, first of all, who do we have going number? Who do you have going number one in the draft? Me, I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't do that. I don't play that game. But you know, everything I've seen is, uh, what's his? Is it Holmgren or or? Hol um, yeah, that's who's. I I have him going number one. Chet Holmgren's gonna go number one. Yeah, it's either him or uh, what's the the guard's name? Is it Sharp? From, not Sharp. There's there's Benchero. There's Benchero, but I don't think I don't think he's Smith, gonna go number Jabari one. Smith. Jab Smith, I'm sorry. Jabari Smith is who's out, who I was thinking of. I think it's between Smith and, and Holmgren. Yeah, I think I think you trade that pick. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> I think you trade that pick because we need to help Dame now. Yep. And we don't we don't need guards. Um if you could somehow manage your way to drop down in the draft and somehow get a nice forward what about aj griffin that's the way to do it yeah yeah i would like that if aj griffin sure. if portland stays at six is he like six eight? yeah if or... mm -hmm. and he's got an nba pedigree his dad's adrian griffin mm -hmm. right so shoot if he, if he's available let's say i i think right now if i look at the draft board i think he's he's pegged to go fourth but if he were to drop to six and portland stays in that position they can get aj griffin that'd be that'd be i mean that would not be unusual yeah. for someone to fall from fourth to sixth my question to you guys is if the blazers god forbid keep the pick are they drafting are they looking to to, to draft the best available talent or are they looking to fill positionally I, 
Me personally, I would hope they just went with the best person. And the reason being is because I know that Dame has said over and over that he's committed to us, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He's committed to that extension, you, paying you, him $111 million in the last two years of his deal. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to start planning for the future here because generally the core of this group now is pretty young. So you mm-hmm. got to plan for the future. So you just take the best available, I think. You don't try mm-hmm. to you don't try to patchwork something together and force force a pick per se just to fit Dame because what if he's not around? So well, and and I'll add to that. The last time the Blazers tried to pick positionally, we drafted Dr- Greg Oden. And we all uh, know how that boy. panned out. That's another reason that if we get that number 1 pick, I want to trade. I don't want to man, I don't want to curse Chet. We don't need to do that to him. He didn't do it. He didn't do nothing to us. It's true. You ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. That the blazer curse is real. And but I for all you of forget. you who don't think it is, that that curse is real. But just let's move ask on. Joel Prisbilla, Greg Oden. I would love to move on. Let's just never draft anybody. Move let's on. just get everyone through trades. Let's let's buy a team versus building a team. But you got the other stuff too, though. You have Milwaukee's pick. You have Keon Johnson, who's going to be a commodity. You have Eric Bledsoe's expiring deal. It's going to be a commodity. You have the trade exception, commodity. Portland's got a lot of flexibility to do stuff with their roster. You know. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, let's talk about trades then. So recently, we've seen reports of of some trades here. Denver putting one out for, or sorry, not Denver, Detroit putting one out, uh, saying uh, something about. However many picks plus Josh Hart for Jeremy Grant. How are you no. guys feeling about that trade? No. One or the other. I like I like the Jeremy Grant part. Yeah. Like where we get Jeremy Grant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's going to come with picks plus Hart, I, I'm less likely to like be down for that. But I do feel like having Grant, targeting Grant is a good move so you all it's a you, good move by you us. agree with eric that it's it's one or the other you can't you don't want to package heart with a pick or two picks or whatever it is i don't un- unless you have because i think the blazers need to make multiple moves if dame is going to compete next year we're not yeah. if, if the blazers going to com- yeah we we need we need multiple moves mm-hmm. this upcoming offseason mm-hmm. and we're pretty much giving up almost the best parts of our flexibility, right? In order for Jeremy Grant. And I don't think that return is going to be enough to get us over the hump that we need to. Well, and you need to fill out your roster with guys who are going to be impact players. And you don't want to give an impact player to get an impact player. The whole thing about Jeremy Grant is that he doesn't necessarily want to be in Detroit anymore. Detroit wants to move on and go a little bit younger and get out from his deal and not have to pay him the big money that he's going to be up for. So, don't give another impact player away to get an impact player because then you're just you're you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. So you I would give up Josh Hart for Jeremy Grant because if if that's my only option, but I'm not giving up picks. You know, and Josh Hart. Yeah. And if I had a choice, I'd prefer to give up you know, Milwaukee's first and uh maybe Johnson and Bledsoe's contract and that is enough to get like yeah the deal done but yeah i and i think that would entice uh detroit who also wants to make moves i would give them a lot of cap flexibility yep. so i i see that too yeah they get a young so player you guys... they get a guy that can wipe you, you immediately wipe blood so off the books yeah right 
How are so, you guys feeling about the the Levine rumor? No. Oh, like instant no. No, because one, like he, one, that's uh-huh. his camp leak of that shit out because he, they, everybody knows that he's from Seattle. Everybody knows where he went to school. So the most likely, you can make it plausible. Like, oh, hey, Zach, here's what we're going to say. We're going to tell them that you want to be closer to home. So you're really thinking about going to Portland. Well, how are they going to make that happen? You're going to give up Simons for Zach Levine? I wouldn't do that. They're almost equal players, in my opinion, as far as overall impact. I mean, Aaron Fentress is going to listen to this and go, oh, no, Zach Levine is. <laughs> but, I mean. Shots fired. But I, let's all, let's who came onto that team and made the difference? It wasn't Zach Levine that took that carried Chicago this season. DeMar DeRozan. That's true. DeMar DeRozan. So. Yeah. And a little bit of Alex Caruso. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and White. And, and then a whole team, really. But, no, I don't think that what you would have to get up to give up to get him you would end up looking like the uh, the Miami, a, a lesser version of those LeBron James Miami Heat teams where you'd have a couple really good players and then you would just be rolling the dice hoping that you could get contributions from a bunch of uh, veteran contracts. And I don't think that that's going to be the best recipe for success. And I don't even think the rumor's real. I think that that was leaked by his camp to make sure that Chicago pays him that money they, that he wants. To be honest, I don't think any of these rumors have any validity behind them. I think the Grant one does. The Grant one seems pretty real. I think Grant is interested. I just don't think... I, the The longer it goes on, I find it hard to believe that the Blazers are going to want to give up much for Grant. You know who's going to have this final say in that, right? The Dave, guy who... Dave. Yeah, the guy who played with him at the Olympics. That's the guy who's going to pull sure. the trigger. He's going to yeah. make that deal. He'll make that happen. Oh, yeah. I just re- You reminded me of that. I forgot that they played during the mm-hmm. Olympics, so there might be some connection there. Um, Levine, too. With the Zach Levine thing, I I could kind of convince myself to sort of like the Dame and Levine pairing. I would like to that. Be honest. But you got to give up Simons, and you probably have to give up Little, too. And that would be I tough. Mean, that would be tough. That, that would be tough. That, that, that part I would but, really not like, especially if Nas was But yeah. imagine, I mean, you would have to make, again, you'd have to make some other moves, but imagine a Dame, Levine, Hart, insert X power forward and Nurk lineup. Like that's, that's a help now move. Well, that's if Nurk comes back. I mean, he's an unrestricted free agent. He'll come back. He'll be back. I'm just looking up Zach Levine's age here. 27 years mm-hmm. old, man. I mean, oh. here's the thing. Do I want I him? Like do me a favor, though. Do I want him on a five-year deal? Look at the games no. played. He's 27 years old. Look how many games he's missing his career already. I I think the most has ever pay, played. I think it's been like 62 mm-hmm. games. 63 Go look games. at that. Yeah. So you're missing tw- you're missing him that, 20 that games. That's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. And you pair him with an aging dame who may or may not start missing more games as father time yeah. starts creeping up on him you yeah i don't know I'm, I'm i'm glad you bring that up because i wanted to ask you guys whether or not you think we're gonna see an mvp season from dame next season because he's finally had time to address the issues that have been nagging him for years and he's rested 100 percent yes 
I think is gonna I think it's gonna do some things this upcoming season um I mean if we thought Dame was incredible you know two years ago or even pretty good this last season like now is actually healthy so I'm I'm expecting to see great things I don't I don't expect him to drop off whatsoever but that's just me being an optimist being a blazer fan like I want to see Dame go off, dude. I'm gonna will it into existence. He better. I love he, it. He has to. He can't sit since January 1st and then come back and play after being rested and then not perform at the level that we are accustomed to seeing from him. So yeah. And my money says, if you want a very small sample size to see what that's going to look like, go look at the COVID shutdown of the NBA and the return of that man during the bubble. And you can see what a little bit of rest and some fresh legs do for Dame Lillard. Right. Yeah. If, if Dame looks exactly like we think Dame's supposed to look like, or even better, I think everyone's going to reflect back and be like, why am I surprised right now? Because you really shouldn't be, right? Because right? it's healthy. Well, because so. we hadn't seen him for basically an entire year. <laughs> True. Look, yeah. and, and, and I, I think we are going to see an MVP caliber season from him next year. But addressing the trade rumors, I'm just holding out hope that Kevin Durant's going to have enough of Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets and realize it's time for him to jump ship again and come over to the Blazers. <laughs> The team that should have drafted him. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what could have been. I, I feel like Kevin Durant would be petty enough to just Never. cross us off his list, dude. <laughs> I think you're right. Just, yeah, just use us for posturing the whole time, you know, for a new contract. Be like, Kevin Durant interested in Portland Trailblazers just to make us go crazy. Dude. I bet you we'd do some petty shit like, or stuff like that. Probably, probably. Yeah. Gentlemen. I want to say thank you for joining the show. That's what I got for you today. Big shout out to both you, the Bay Area Blazer, Rosa Panta, Eric the Encyclopedia Foster, the Basketball Podcast Network, DraftKings, and especially you, our listeners, Twitter followers, and bucket busters. You make it so easy to keep stepping up to this mic. Keep reaching out to us on Twitter, at BustedBucket, with your comments and questions. We love building community with you all. Don't forget to rate, follow, and subscribe, and leave a review if you're digging what we're saying. Be good to each other, Rip City. We'll catch you next time on the Busted Bucket Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>